Hi. Uh, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> surprise. Coming up, watch John and Kevin ask a world-class chef if he can make them a pasta dish with extra gluten. Only here, folks. Only here. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 578, for the week of February 26th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, experts in helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. One great reason to choose Dreams is that most of our agents are stay-at-home moms who are working hard to make money and take care of their kids so our economy can grow and America can be strong and prosperous. So if you don't book with Dreams, it means you're against mothers and against America. DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. Saving America, one vacation at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable discussion. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Julie Martin, and Walter Eccles. Back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with Sean Thompson and Craig Williams, his backup singers. Uh, in this episode... Uh, Kevin and John will have their review of the Il Molino restaurant at the Walt Disney World Swan. But first, we are going to premiere a new segment that we're going to be doing from time to time called Meet the Chef, where we visit with some of the world-class chefs that cook in many of the signature restaurants around uh, Disney and around Orlando and uh, have them show off some of their favorite dishes. And this week, we are featuring Chef Tyler from Il Molino. And uh, this is, uh, you've, I'm sure you've heard me talk about El Molino. I know Kevin and John have spoken of it. One of my favorite places to eat, if you are a fan of really good, fresh Italian food, uh, this place is hard to beat. As a matter of fact, in terms of Italian food, I don't think it has an equal on property. Um, I mean, Tutto Italia is very good, but I, I think this, for me personally, I think uh, Il Molino beats Tutto Italia. We enjoy it, too. And uh, the fact that all of the pasta is made fresh every day is uh, a big plus. So let's go ahead and uh, show you uh, John and Kevin's interview with Chef Tyler. Um, for those of you listening, you can check out this video on our YouTube channel. Just head out to disunplug.com for a link to it. And for those of you watching, here you go. Awesome, awesome! That oh, you guys did a great job. They Thank did you. a fantastic Thank you. job. How can you be that caliber of a chef and be that skinny? <laughs> <laughs> I would weigh three hundred pounds. If I was, thinking, you know, he, he was very. He, I thought he did great. He was very nervous, okay. but he was. Uh, I'll tell he was you, good. The, he was good. W the one thing you can't really uh, convey uh, in video. Oh, I'm now a. Sorry, sorry about that. Um, the one thing you really can't convey in the video truly is how good, it was really good. that tasted. Uh, I, I've had the pappardelle before there, so I was really glad to see him uh, him making that. I didn't ask him to make that. And uh, Well, I know that the shrimp dish they have there is my favorite you, shrimp dish in the whole city. You love that shrimp I dish. I also want people to know that he wasn't making us full-size entree portions. No, they were not. This was a taste. Yeah. Right, right. He was making it. There were, there were uh, how many of us there? Five of us there. Right. 
uh, doing this. So John and Kevin on camera, and then the three yeah, because usually their portions are extremely yeah. large. Oh yeah, yeah. portions are huge. Need us full portions, the interview we would have been over. Yeah, you know, push the camera out of your face and just you know <laughs> sit on the stove, like get away from it. This was just a taste. I think John needs to wear a pair of sunglasses next time on the back of his head, like Guy Fieri. <laughs> Do I really? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I just kept having flashbacks. I think it's your blonde hair. Could I mean, you're not quite as blonde as him, but I want to say not too, quite as blonde as him. <laughs> I want to say too. Uh, Swan Dolphin were very generous with us. Um, Always are. El Molino was very generous. They let us go in and set up in their kitchen. This short thing you just Incredible. saw what were there two hours. Wow. We were about an hour and a half, I think, yeah. in total. Um, I mean, we were right in the middle of their kitchen. And, I mean, they did this, you know, right before. This was, uh, you know, a couple hours before dinner. Okay. Uh, so there were many other things they that could he be could doing, have been doing. Yeah, right. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'll have to tell you that, you know, first of all, was that, that was about the cleanest kitchen I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> that was, kitchen was, was immaculate. Um, and... Uh, it was it was great. It was really cool to be back there watching that, and I was really glad we were able to film this. You're right. The Swan Dolphin was incredibly uh, generous with us, uh, letting us in to do that. And uh, like I said, you know, it's one of my. We're we're only going to do this these type of segments with restaurants that we love. Um, you know, it's kind of rude to go in and talk to the chef and then go trash his food. Well, this has already been discussed in chat and our restaurant review was done two or three weeks before the interview Correct. was done. Correct. So we went in and made judgments. Uh, right. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I would find it very difficult to trash a restaurant and then go talk to the chef. No. Right. Yeah, I, right. No, that's... I, I had made the decision with these segments that the only ones we would do uh, would be ones where we have a history of liking that particular restaurant that we know that can, it's consistently good. Um, and so, no, we're not going to go, you know, we're not going to go into the kitchen at boat rights <laughs> and, you know, show you how the food is, the food is defrosted and then put in a microwave. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to do that. But uh, so let's go ahead and turn it over to Johnny Kevin for their review of Il Molino. All right. It was three of us who went to dinner. We made a reservation that day. We knew we were going to do the interview with the chef in a couple of weeks' time, but so we just decided to go see what we thought. And I was surprised to find out that their words were that reservations are accepted, but they're usually not needed. Correct. I was surprised to hear that too. Yeah, yeah, that it's you know they're very comfortable with walk-ups. So we. Sean and John and I went to dinner and just decided to see what we think. We started with some appetizers. We had the arancini. Mm-hmm. We had the meatballs and tomato sauce with Parmesan cheese. Wow. And we had the charcuterie platter. I can't remember what the name of it is. Charcuterie. Uh, <laughs> the charcuterie platter. Insaccata misti. A uh, platter of Italian delights for two, including prosciutto, mortadella, saprasada, and some other stuff. The pictures oh. Parmesan Reggiano, roasted red peppers, cherry vinegar peppers, sun-dried tomatoes, and buffalo mozzarella. This is $24. Wow. However, the three of us shared this. And the arancini. The arancini were the little rice balls with sauce. They're just, they're always They good. are so good. And then also, they also put down, uh, don't, they normally put down like an eggplant type 
a dish, like a... a, a an right, the chef uh, gave us a little tease, a little teaser. Right, a little thing special. for your, you know, we're, uh, uh, what marinated they call it? eggplant. Uh, a mousse-bouche. Uh, a mousse-bouche. Mousse Not in Italy. They call it something else. Right, because this is a big portion. Usually a mousse-bouche yeah, is a tiny, Yeah, it was big enough for all of portion. us to share, and the bread was really good. The bread's delicious. We yeah. had a very nice table. Uh, we were... The restaurant was not crowded, and we did have a reservation. We also ordered um, an additional appetizer of the uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano, and the waiter was very concerned. Oh, sir, you're also going to get cheese on the insalata dish. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was absolutely no cheese left over. When we exactly. <laughs> How will we ever eat more cheese? <laughs> <laughs> he was very concerned. Do you understand? There's cheese on the other dishes. Don't say that, one. sir. That's a lot of drinking. <laughs> well, he, 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 what he was in, intimating is that you're, you've already ordered cheese. <laughs> no, that's okay. We're good. We get it. Just keep bringing the cheese. Uh, okay, hang on. I just lost my menu. I've got to bring it back up. There it is. After that, we ordered entrees. Uh, I had the chicken parm. Sean, what did you have? I had a roast chicken. And give, give them a Not little a time to bring chicken. up the picture. Kind yeah, of, give them time uh, to bring up the picture. Let's go to the chicken parm. Come on, boys. That was the chicken wow, parm that huge. I had. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, let's talk about that for a minute. Is that the whole plate is a piece of chicken? The yes. whole plate is a piece of That chicken. is a gigantic chicken. It However, is fabulous. It, it's one chicken breast that they've pounded, pounded in the submission. Gotcha. <laughs> the other thing is, can we go back to the picture for a minute? Sure. The cheese is spread out in three directions. The only sauce on the chicken parm is that little tiny do- oh, dollop. That sounds great. Oh no, see I we like more sauce. I like the sauce over the chicken and the cheese melted. I found the chicken. It's the only negative thing I can tell you. I found the chicken a little bit dry. It had been pounded very thin and fried and there wasn't I, I guess I like, you know, I grew up in the Northeast. We have Italian restaurants where you cover the chicken breast with the sauce and then you put the cheese on that and you run it under the broiler. Right. This was just a different preparation. It wasn't bad. You also asked the waiter for more sauce and in minutes it was out I, at the table. I asked for extra sauce to put on top of it. And that, in my opinion, that increased the goodness. <laughs> increased the goodness. It's terrible goodness. when bad things happen to a good sentence. <laughs> This is why he's our restaurant uh, reviewer. Increase the goodness, the yumminess. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it was it. a huge piece. However, it was very, very thin. What's the next picture? We have the roast chicken. I think they're that's still me. Or apparently we not. We don't. <laughs> we need a new pit crew. Well, they're in their nook, which sounded really cute. All right, well, let's go on and All talk. Right. Sean, what did you think of the chicken? Uh, I thought it was really good. It had um, like fresh herbs in it, and uh, it was on the bone, so it had lots of flavor. Um, but the best thing, I think, for sure, was the other pasta Wait, dish. don't go there yet. Okay. Yeah, we haven't oh. got there yet. Never mind. Yeah, that's what I yeah. And what did you have? I oh, had the, the, don't show, the, There's a picture behind John. Let's not worry about the picture. Let's All just right. give the review and leave that up to them. I had a gnocchi bolognese, which was very good. It was very tasty. It was hot. The gnocchi was fresh. The meat sauce was delicious. Um, and we are now going to go into why all of our dishes were not finished. Our waiter suggested that we order the best dish on the menu. So we said, all right. It's a tube pasta. I apologize. Rigatoni. Rigatoni. Hang on. I should be able to find that. Oh, yeah. Rigatoni con fungi. It's rigatoni with wild mushrooms, garlic, and truffle oil. It's $24. Wow. Now, he suggested that you could add chicken. 
to it or seafood. He said, but because of the earthiness of earthiness of the mushrooms, I would suggest you add the sausage. And we thought, all right. I kind of thought he was upselling us on ordering another thing. Mine went home, John's went home, and Sean's went home. This was the most amazing thing we had ever tasted. It was, it was a very simple preparation. Mm-hmm. However, it was extraordinarily good. The three of us kept looking at each other like, hoping that one of us would lose attention so the other two of us could just claim the dish. It was very Hunger Games. Who was going to run first to the plate? However, Sean just wouldn't look away. You know, something you just said is, I think, really sums up Il Molino for me. These The dishes are not complex. They're not, you know, it's not fusion. It's not Fun. all this crazy stuff. They're really simple straightforward dishes but the way they're prepared the ingredients that are used the freshness of everything yeah. is what really makes it stand out um i know that the chefs are picking out like vegetables every day uh they have the places that they go where they and they they're they're brutal I, i've heard in terms of the standards that they have in terms of what's allowed to be served in the restaurant and you know, you hear that and it sounds good, but when you when you taste that, when you see what that actually tastes like on the dish, it's amazing. We asked uh, Chef Tyler, and he said everything is local, as much as they can, is locally sourced right. from local growers so that, um, you know, the whole reduce the carbon footprint. But also, I think that's true, too, and that it makes the dish better because it's fresh and it's brought to the table. And then um, you have a relationship with the people providing you. The nice thing about a simple preparation is that it offers you a clean flavors. Right. It's also very hard. It's much harder to pull off perfect simplicity. This is how I like Italian food. That's a that's a that's a that's really yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, you can add things to it and cover it up. When you're going with it, it's garlic, truffle oil, pasta, mushrooms, and sausage. So. It's kind of, you know, that's my earpiece keeps falling out. And, and I'll be honest with you. The first time I ate El Molino the first time right after it opened, and I was not impressed. I agree. That was our review back then. And I was like, because, you know, we had taken some, fr- Walter and I had taken some friends there mm-hmm. for dinner. And I just was like, okay, wow. This, the, the, they, they got rid of Palio because Palio was like my mm-hmm. favorite restaurant on property. And they got rid of Palio for this. And then I hadn't gone back there again. It was years until we did the food and the the preview of the food and wine classic. Right, and we did it there in Il Molino, and it's a few years ago. And then afterwards, when we were done, you know, I was starving, so we stayed and we had dinner, and dinner was amazing. And I'm thinking I'm back there. Once a month, once every two months. Now, one of the things that I learned this trip, besides how great this this stuff was, I I always looked at Il Molino as like a destination restaurant. Mm. Kind of, you needed a a reservation. It was a dressed-up affair. And they made it perfectly clear that this is the kind of place you could drop in Mm -hmm. for a casual dinner, as opposed to, you know, an event. So and I think that's really nice because it changed the way I looked yeah. at it. Now that being said, um, I wanted to go there Saturday night with mom and my brother and Walter. Couldn't get a reservation. 
Well, so there are going to be nights. You know, while reservation's not required, right. it's never a terrible idea. Also, that was a very busy week at Walt Disney World. Yeah. So, right. I want to also point out one more thing. We put out a, a thing a couple weeks ago where we said, we're going to start doing re-reviews of restaurants. Where would you like to see us go back to? Something that we did not give a favorable, a favorable review to initially. What would you like to change your mind on? This is actually our friends, uh, Kathy and Frank Giordano said to us, please go back to Molino. So Please, good. you have to go back. It's so good. It's one of their favorites. Yeah, they, may have, they may have stumbled out of the gate with this restaurant, but they, they apparently picked up the ball. So I'm, I'm not kidding. I've been back to this restaurant at least a dozen times, and every single experience has been flawless. Not had one bad meal, not <clears throat> one bad service experience. I always walk away going, oh, my God, that was so good. Um, the only so, thing I would say about the chicken is I think that was a difference in opinion on how that should be made. But right. you liked it once they brought I the mean, sauce it, over it, and you put it, some more I sauce on it. I ate it and then took it home and ate it the again. Next thing. And so speaking of service, we had a really good waiter. Our waiter was top-notch. He was fantastic Remember on the name? ball the whole time. Remember his name? I do not. I don't. However, right after our main course, as he was clearing the table, he spilled a, a, a glass of ice water in my lap. On both of us. We both got soaked. And not his fault. It was an accident. It, he just grazed it. We said no problem. We cleaned up. Everything was fine. He was so sorry and so apologetic. I mean, you could see he was... This was not like the white rabbit hitting children. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get there you from here? You didn't get into it? He didn't put you in a headlock? <laughs> no. However, he was unbelievably apologetic. This was just an accident, and he was unbelievably right. apologetic. We told him it was no big deal, and don't worry about it. You could see he was he was physically upset that he had done it. So as his way of apologizing, he brought us every dessert on the menu. <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> Pete's going to be like knocking glasses of water into <laughs> his own lap. <laughs> I need to go back a second before we get into dessert. Okay. We ordered two side dishes. Oh, we ordered our roasted rosemary potato, which were delicious. And then we ordered peas and garlic. Does not have pancetta in it? Peas, garlic, and pancetta. And they were just... They, oh, were, they were so good. <laughs> are, they the, are they the oversized green pea? Because they, no, they, they were look, regular pea. Oh, because they look big. Because they, they make big ones. A little smaller than pearls. Oh. I know you knew what that oh, meant. Oh, peas and pancetta. Oh, yeah. uh, I have to tell you, they all got eaten too. <laughs> Those just they kept. You want me to? If you want me to eat my vegetables, ma, smother them in fat (laughs) and bacon and bacon. I apologize. I don't have the list of desserts here. However, I can tell you that each and every one was delicious. I am not a fan of tiramisu. There's a picture up there. I I just am not. It's not one of my things. I don't don't like like the coffee. I'm not a fan of coffee unless it's coffee. I love it. Oh, I don't like the lady fingers. When they're soaked in Uh mush. Oh, so gross. Now, for those those who are listening to the show, all of these pictures will be available on the show notes page. Am I I saying that right, Sean? These pictures will be available for them to see? Yep, I'll put up a link so it'll link to the gallery where you can see them all. Okay. Uh, Disunplugged.com. In this picture that we're looking at right now, uh, is that three different types of tiramisu? No. no. The middle one is tiramisu. The far one is a cheesecake. A oh, lemon wow. cheesecake. It was so good. Oh, that's a Jesus it looks plate. Good. <laughs> the closest one was a fudge. Oh, yeah, that's a Jesus plate. Was it, Sean, wasn't that a fudge? <laughs> it's like a fudge chocolate cake. Was they were all wow. really good. And that came with um, ice cream? French, uh, French vanilla ice one cream. One was French vanilla, and one was. Um, 
can't think of the name of it. Not panna cotta. Pistachio? No, it was... No, it was uh, like a cream. Right, it was an yeah, Italian yeah. cream. I can't think of the exact... People will now tweet about it and tell me I'm stupid, but <laughs> it was... So it <laughs> yeah, was that's just, what's going to happen next. Okay. <laughs> so there was a big plate of desserts, which were just so nice oh. of him to do. And, Again, we were stuffed. And this gentleman, as an apology, an unnecessary... An unne- an unnecessary apology brought this out to us. And then, <laughs> then the server came around with a bucket and three little glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was this brass, <laughs> it's this brass bucket, very steampunk looking, with a ladle in it. Yes. And, and you're like, poured, is it gruel time? What are you doing? Back in the workhouse, Oliver. Exactly. So he poured us three little glasses of what I can only describe as cough medicine and turpentine. <laughs> it was like nip posh remover and lemon pledge mixed together. It's limoncello, right? This is limoncello. Yeah, but limoncello with vodka that, in it, I believe, or some other alcohol. It is made. Oh, yeah, we asked Chef Tyler. It is made on premises. He said, however, he has nothing to do with that. That is the front, <laughs> that is the front of the house who does that. And... He has nothing to do with it. I can understand that some people might enjoy it as for the end of your meal. It was just, it, okay. we're not drinkers, so it was well, very, very hard. To give you, I was a drinker. I, I, I'm a professional. Um, and in the day when I was drinking, the first time I ate at uh, El Molino, I was, I was drinking. And I tried the limoncello. Now, like I said, anybody who's watched the show for any, or listened to the show for any length of time knows my story. Uh, I'm no stranger to alcohol. This was rough. <laughs> this was. was rough. And, you know, I, I, drank, I drank hard liquor straight. Mm. Um, and for me, to, for me to make a face, for me to go, um, that's, a rough, that's a rough glass of it, booze. It brought back being a child and having to take cough medicine. <laughs> it just was like, you sat there with it in your mouth and thought, what do I do with it now? It was just, oh my gosh, it was awful. But, but by contrast, by contrast, this is the, if you are, if you like wine, if you like wine, this is a great restaurant. Oh, I thought you were going to compare wine to this lemon. Me too. No, 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 no. I'm saying <laughs> that I'm this like, is the kind of restaurant, okay. if you like, if you like wine with a great meal, uh, some of the Italian wines they have uh, on the menu are phenomenal, and they complement the uh, they, they complement the simplicity of the dishes really, really well. Uh, so that if you're if, if you like wine, if you're into wine, this is a particularly good place uh, to to have dinner. The prices for entrees are in the sixteen to twenty four dollar range. There is a forty five dollar filet mignon. And I'm sure, you know, there's others that will just jump above the $24 range. I see a $32 uh, dish. Figure $20, $25 an entree, unless you're going for the most expensive thing. So while Which it's not very expensive, right. it's not compared to places like uh, Le Cellier. Le Cellier, you know, you're paying $42 for a steak. I think this is head and shoulders above most of the other restaurants on property. There's a handful of restaurants that I've talked about in the past that I think are equals. This could be one of them. I was surprised, too, that they took tables in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Yep, they and do. he was so great about it. I said, do you take it? He said, yeah. I said, do you want to see it? He goes, no, I trust you. Are you serious? And yeah, wow. I mean, usually you have to show the ID. Yeah, right. and, you know, I want to just scan. go back and restate. Our waiter was excellent. 
the little spillage was an accident. He couldn't have been a better server. And, and that's been the case every time I've been there. I mean, really, the, ser- the, the service staff is so well-trained. And these are professional servers. These aren't, these aren't people, you know, this is their part-time job. These guys, are, these guys are pros. And you can tell. You can tell when you're in a restaurant where you're dealing with, the, this is what they do for a living. This is, their, this is their trade. I really enjoyed going into the restaurant. It looks very upscale. You get the feeling that you're in a fine dining establishment. However, I thought it I got I really enjoyed the 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 comfort of it. I felt very comfortable. It's not there. pretentious. No, that's it. That's it's a good, not. that's a way to describe it's it. It's not. And you can be you can be in there. And that's, you know, the thing about, you know, with the whole the whole vibe of the place because yeah, it is it does kind of feel a little upscale, but you don't feel uncomfortable being in there as he was saying in shorts and flip-flops. And the just the whole attitude and the the vibe of the restaurant goes so well with the way the food is prepared and the whole experience. It is one of those dining experiences. For me, it, it's, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I absolutely love it. I'm there all the time. And I'm going to tell you that finding good Italian food in Orlando is difficult. <laughs> Very Not difficult. Easy, right. So uh, before I go, I, before we end this, I want you to know that we asked Chef Tyler Simmons, who you should all go visit at the Food and Wine Classic, and tell him where you heard about him. Uh, we asked Chef Tyler, as a local, where would he go to dinner when he was going to go out for a night on the town? And he told us that he and his wife go to a restaurant in Winter Park called The Ravenous Pig. I've been there. I've seen it. I haven't stopped. We did a review for The Ravenous Pig. We went out. We did a review for Foodie Tales. Okay. So go to foodietales.com. We'll put it up tonight. And it'll be with one of the first stories on the homepage, and you can read Kevin's review of oh. the Ravenous Pig. Now, I brought menus for those of you who haven't been to the Ravenous Pig, so you can look at what we had. Okay, but I am a Ravenous Pig, so. Well, I'm not going to make the jokes. It's um, you'll just have to read the Food Details blog Rav- and see what okay. goes on. It's funny when we ate there, I thought of you and Corey. Yeah, he he hasn't been. I went with a girlfriend. Sounds okay, like a- and Corey, God love him. Ravenous pig. Okay. <laughs> Corey Ravenous is hollow. Pig. I have been to Texas Day Brazil with Corey. Oh, it's oh, dear God. stunning. And you're pretty sure that there's two less cows in the world. Woman, how do you feed him? <laughs> how he, he puts- eats. Usually, if I make something at home, he will eat that, but he will eat in addition to that as well. I, I have basically need to make a meal for like six people in order to feed Corey, and, and I'm not doing that. He doesn't <laughs> I refuse. gain any weight. I cannot tell you. How many times I felt that that might be a valid reason to fire him? <laughs> no, the valid reason to fire him was he sat next to me one day and I offered him candy and he said, I don't really eat candy. Once no, a year I'll have like a candy. handful of Skittles. Yeah, he does get like sweets. I Something almost nasty, kicked the chair out from underneath him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Doesn't, doesn't like, like chocolate. I know that's that. That's really good for me in my house because then I get all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, she gets all of it. And please take a look at her. Okay? These are the people that Big, can eat. chunky jewelry. They can, they can eat that stuff and not gain any weight. They're evil. And they must be destroyed. Okay, we're done. <laughs> all right. Let's go eat. Well, <laughs> you know, really. After seeing you know, them cook that. I really got to, you know, I got to start, start placing these segments. Like, the, the dining segments have to be at the very end of the day so that we can just go eat because... After watching that, I'm really tempted to drive down El Molino tonight. Um, All right. Well, thank you very much, John and Kevin. Thanks, Craig and Dustin, for the production work on filming that that Meet the Chef segment. We appreciate that. And thanks, all of you, for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, for those of you watching live on Diz Unplugged, stay tuned for our email and voicemail show coming up in 15 minutes. 
Everyone else, thanks very much. We'll see you again next time. And as always, remember, stay out of the damn lakes and get into Ormolino. Bye.